0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this episode and where you're located. Welcome to the first episode of Learning All Around. My name is Sarah Mullins, and I am your host for this podcast. I'm studying early childhood education with a minor in Hispanic Studies at Catholic University. People who know me often describe me as someone who is driven to be successful, someone who is resilient and reliable, and above all, passionate when they find something they love. When I'm not in class or studying, I babysit children in the area. Currently, the youngest child is 11 months old, and the oldest is 7 years old. In the past, I worked with a family friend who has two boys who are on the autism spectrum. While this information I'm going to share with you next may not seem relevant, I hope that you soon will realize how it is, in fact, relevant to this podcast and the aims of it. The oldest boy wasn't diagnosed with autism until he was just over two years old. His most obvious indicators were that he didn't really talk and that he would often hum to himself. Now, the younger boy didn't have the same indicators as the older boy. He would often just not really notice the existence of other kids, and when other kids would want to play with him, he would often ignore them or walk away. This is the part where I come in. I helped the boys with their swim therapy and speech therapy every weekend for a while until my school schedule just got too busy. We would often work on words such as over, under, up, down, left, and right. Then in the summer, for the past two summers, I worked in two different child development centers. One really was referred to as a child development center, but the other one was often referred to as an early education academy. At each center, I worked mostly with infants between ages two months old and one year old. And then I also worked with preschoolers. But as needed, I would work with the toddlers as well. Growing up, I always knew I liked working with kids and helping people. But it wasn't until my sophomore year of college that I realized I wanted to be an education major. I made it about halfway through freshman year I came in as an eager freshman wanting to learn and decided that I would join college as a nursing major. Again, it wasn't until halfway through my freshman year that I realized how test intensive nursing is and that I had bad testing anxiety, which is why I often didn't retain the information I needed and I dreaded coming to class. And I dreaded my future as a nurse. So I tried it out for a year and then my first semester of sophomore year, I decided I was going to try out psychology. The classes were interesting, the information was interesting, it was something I was genuinely interested in, however, I just realized I needed something more hands-on in the future. That is when I decided to be an education major. And through doing my practicums at various different schools, I learned that this was something I was passionate about and could see doing in my future. Now that you know a little more about me, let's talk business. This podcast will talk about effective teaching strategies in the classroom, but also in various settings and how they can help promote learning. So... Some effective teaching strategies that can be used right now are modeling as you teach. So, you give them a demonstration when you're presenting a new subject, and you know, those can include hearing the information, drawing information, etc., and then you can also make mistakes because that helps telling kids that it's okay to make mistakes and you can demonstrate how to fix them so that they know how to apply the knowledge they've gained. But also it allows you as a caregiver or teacher how to evaluate how they comprehend each subject. And you can help promote working as a team to make sure that those who need the extra support get the support they need, but also to help promote overall learning in the classroom. Um, And you can help promote learning from experience, like field trips. And then I just wanted to include a short clip on how this one teacher who teaches kids with ADHD and reading disabilities has helped her students find a way to help promote their learning, and uses it in her classroom. And then we will go over a brief overview of each episode, and then we will wrap this up. So here is a special education teacher and learning disability expert, Meg Randall.
1: Do you recommend any teaching techniques that incorporate all kinds of learners? I have had multiple uh, students with learning disabilities in my classroom, as well as children who are gifted and talented in the same classroom and children who are just below level but don't require uh, special services for learning disabilities. So I've had to differentiate my instruction on multiple levels. One instance where this became incredibly important was that I had multiple children who had um, hyperactivity disorders along with a reading uh, disability. So they had ADHD a reading learning disability compacted on top of it. And in order for me to get them to actively read a book, uh, we couldn't sit down as a whole group and have this nice open book talk where everyone was, um, you know, paying attention to me because obviously these four children were not. So I had to restructure my classroom and with the help from those parents, one parent said that their child enjoyed reading while standing and or walking. So I created, uh, differentiated reading learning centers where the children could, and these children were nine, they could get up and they would walk to their learning center and they would choose their book and they would have a skill that they were to practice. But it was very mobile and the children were up and they were moving. I put all of my LD children into one particular group and I could get up and move with them. So they were still moving, they were still reading, they were still a part of the group as a whole, but they were still receiving their special education services from me but they were inside the classroom with the group not pulled out and everybody was happy and learning and it was really a fantastic thing those children grew a lot that year
0: so again that was Meg Randall you can find more of her videos on YouTube if you are interested so some other topics that will be included are field trips And fun fact about me is I flew to South America and spent a week there by myself when I was 16 years old, but more about that when we get to cultural immersion and its benefits. So, if you didn't already pick up on this, this podcast aims to teach caregivers, including teachers, parents and siblings about effective teaching strategies in the various settings and how those different settings can promote learning. It goes to show that you can learn not only in a classroom, but in many different places and in many different ways. What may work for someone may not work for everyone, because not everyone learns the same way. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to demonstrate that you can be successful in many different ways and in many different places. Lastly, each week, listeners and followers will be asked to do something to help keep them engaged, engage their interest in the topics. This week, I'd like to ask you to go to Sarah's Teaching Podcast on Instagram and check out the guide to the podcast. There you will find information about each episode and what it will cover. I thank you for listening in, and I hope you have a good week. Tune in for another episode of Learning All Around.